Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. This week we are... Traveling to Mexico. We're traveling back in time to the 90s, and we are covering the career of Conan. Good old Conan. A man who is, for some reason nowadays, known for LAX, but not the not the new one. The but, old one. But not the also not the old one. No, he was in the, the war between the two on the new one side, but he's not a part of them anymore. Yeah, he's like the, it's weird. He's kind of like the godfather of Latin wrestling, and it's pretty it's it's confusing. He has kind of taken on that role, and we'll talk about it as to kind of why he has. He has a lot of respect in Mexican yeah. wrestling and luchador culture. Like he has a lot of respect. People really love Conan, and we'll talk about why and where that's kind of come from. But he does occupy kind of an, an interesting space, especially for modern wrestling fans who you probably just know him because he has a podcast. And because he has because been with LAX manages. before. Yeah. Yeah. He was the manager of Prince Puma in uh, Lucha Underground, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was damn good at it, too, because we all know Ricochet can't cut a promo. Prince Puma was a really cool spot for Ricochet, especially having a mouthpiece. Like, having... I, I didn't know who he was. Like, I genuinely... I didn't know it was Ricochet under there. I should have, yeah. because of the tattoos. Tattoos, Yeah. But, like, I, I didn't know it was Ricochet, so I went through the whole first season, and I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. This guy is fucking incredible. Yeah, and he could have been the biggest star, but Lucha Underground just didn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah, Lucha Underground probably went a good, they, like, they gave us a good two year, two seasons, and then yeah. it was just, there was a noticeable drop-off in three, and I did not watch four, so... <laughs> Before, you know, hearing about any of, you know, his managing or his time with LAX, what did you know Conan as? I knew him as, as the LWO guy. Um, I I obviously, I, I mean, I knew him as like, he was kind of like the gringo killer before it was homicide. You know, I always kind of thought of him as the the OG homicide kind of in okay. a way. Um, I knew he had his injury stuff. I, I just hadn't gone back and seen what Prime Conan looked like. So really what I got was, I mean, we watched it here, the back half, where, where Conan's a lot slower and he, he's really more of a methodical and kind of strength yeah. and power guy in the cruiserweight division. That's the Conan I knew. I love that you knew him as LWO because I'm 90% sure he was never in that. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he was never in LWO because he was in what you're probably thinking of is when he was in NWO Wolfpack. It's possible. There's too many fucking variations of the NWO. Yeah, I was never in it. We're looking at Eddie, Ray, Hoovy, Psicosis, La Parca, El Dandy, Silver King, Volano 5, Hector Garza, Ciclope, and Damien. 
Who the fuck is Damien? <laughs> Great question. Oh, Damien666 is the, the full name. You've probably seen that somewhere before. All right, you know what? We're we're gonna cover Damien in about five years. So let yeah. me let me just let's get back to that. Also, you know, we'll put that out there right now. Uh, tell us on Twitter who you want us to cover. We know who our next couple episodes are, and our next three part is going to be. Tell us who you want us to cover. If you want one of your favorite wrestlers covered, if you have some obscure guy you want us to go dive into, tell us on Twitter at Crossbody of Work. Go do that. If it's Damien, let us know. I knew Conan as Ray's like big brother type guy. Because I remember I, yeah. I was now I've said it before was not a WCW family. I had WCW family members. I had friends who would watch WCW and I, I never had a problem with watching it. It always looked weird to me because I was used to WWF. It's but the different shades. There's it's a, a slightly lot of different, different shade. It's exactly what it is. There's something off with the lighting. And I would see Ray and I loved Ray because I was, you know, seven years old. Of course, I loved Ray. Yeah. I still I'm, I'm 30. I love Ray now. But Everyone loves Ray. <laughs> I'd see Conan, and Conan was just this big guy who was with Ray, and they would just do stuff. And I was like, that's cool. Like, everybody needs, you know, like a big brother type. I didn't know any of Conan's history. I just knew he was the, the non-speedy guy who was with all the speedy guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it turns out he was a speedy guy at one point. And that's the thing is, I had no idea just how speedy Conan was. So that's why I, went, I, I put Conan on the list. I wanted to see kind of like some old school 90s Conan. I wanted to see kind of where this came from. Dive into his backstory a little bit. Oh boy, I mean, I guess that takes us right into our first match, which is, oh. I don't even know what year. Before we get into the actual matches, you had a big revelation about the origin of Conan in just doing the research. Where did you find out that Conan is from? Brother, Conan is from Cuba. <laughs> He's not even Mexican. No. He is He is a, he is a Cuban-born... Uh, then he, then he a citizen and then he came over i guess, i guess you know as many people probably did in that time period uh probably migrated over to florida yep because he's from miami and in that whole region and then he just kind of fucking became a wrestler so he here, went over to mexico here's the conan backstory carlos santiago espada moises was born in santiago cuba of puerto rican and cuban descent in 1966 he and his mother arrived in boston Oh! That's, where they, that's where they went first. And she met a young, this is directly from Wikipedia, half Jewish, half Puerto Rican private investigator from New York named Richard Ashenoff. They soon married and raised Carlos together. That is where Conan gets the name that he goes by, which is Charles Ashenoff. Shout out. Yeah. Then they actually re- relocate to South Florida. Richard formally adopted Carlos, changed his name to Charles Ashnoff, that is the Conan that we know. In 1982, Conan had gotten into a little bit of trouble with the law. He had, shortly after his 18th birthday, he was caught selling drugs and charged an adult. He was given two choices, the going to jail, joining the military. He chose the military. He joined the United States Navy, served for a couple of years, got an honorable discharge, and then debuted for UWA in January 1986 after failing to qualify for the 1984 Olympics as a boxer. Due to a shoulder injury. Let's yeah. just say that Conan was a big motherfucker. A big man. He would have been an, a very imposing boxer. I knew like, he was big because, I mean, you could just notice the difference between him and a lot of those WCW cruiserweights. Yeah. But fuck, dude, when he was young, this dude's chest was a literal barrel. 
Yeah. He is still billed on Wikipedia as 5'11", 249. And like... Bullshit. Yeah. But solid. Solid, that man. Bullshit. There's no way that brother was 249 in, in this first match. No. Not in this first match, for sure. Before the first match, too, because people are going to ask about it because we're not covering it. You ever heard about Max Moon? Who? The f- who? Max Moon. I want you to Google... Max Moon right now while I explain. Max Moon was going to be Conan's debut in WWF. That was going to be his first foray. Do you see that outfit now? Oh, my God. Yeah. It was a character created by Conan that was a cyborg from the future or outer space. He made his WWF debut in September 92. And he was under the Comet Kid name, wrestled three matches, and then left after a disagreement with Vince. Uh, he didn't show up in WWF events because of his rising fame in Mexico and led to a strained relation because Vince McMahon had put a lot of money into the Max Moon character. When you see the Max Moon character, listeners, go Google it. If you've never seen it, you will see exactly why this is something that Vince McMahon would love. Why does he look like fucking Jason Voorhees and Jason X? That's actually a really good comp. He looks like a like someone tried to make a ninja outfit out of balloon animals. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody was like, hey, birthday clown, could you make me a whole ninja outfit? And birthday clown was feeling ambitious that day. You know? So it's, a, it's quite the look. Uh, let's dive into our first match, which takes place... You know, a little before he was fully away, but he had started his forays into WWF at that time. We are back in CMLL. It is Conan versus Pero Aguayo, a hair versus mask match, because Conan is a masked luchador at this time. It is March 22nd, 1991. Uh, Pero Aguayo has quite the head of hair on him. That man has the Andre look. That brother's got something going on, and I don't understand it i mean i do kind of I, I don't know i feel like i'm in that awkward phase with my hair right now um where it's like that in between it's it's yeah it's the in between where it's like just long enough that it looks that it's fine but not long enough so it's like it looks a little weird yeah it's unfortunate but you know what are you gonna do i mean you look like uh, a tiktoker who's been kicked out of the tiktok house oh thank you you're welcome uh, Conan at the time billed as Conan with C O like C O N A N, like not the Conan that we know K O N N A N. So like how so so for the listeners that obviously can't see this, uh, <laughs> my name in our little recording thing is Conan O'Cuban. Yes, you have put your name as Conan O'Cuban in the in the recording here. Uh, but Conan, ran- like Conan O'Brien, C O C O N A N. Rank the Conans. We have Conan the, the wrestler. Brian is number one, and then. Uh, I'll do Conan O'Brien because his writing work is, is sensational. That's true. And then I guess I'm sorry, Conan, but you're I'm keeping it 100 and putting you as the third. Happens. Uh, what do you think of this match? It was fine. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's like it's good. It's a good match. Don't get me wrong. When I say it's fine, it's more just I don't know. I feel like. Like, I would have loved this match if it was Conan from that time, right there, right where this match takes place. But Aguayo, like, seven years before. (laughs) Yeah, like, Aguayo is getting a little long in the tooth at this time. Um, 
I couldn't get over how much the referee and all the fans are just like really old Mexican guys. Like yeah. they look, they look like, and you now met him. They look all like my grandfather. Like it's just these old, really like, like they got, they're all balding. It's wild. Jesus Christ. No, th- uh, this is, this guy though. I mean, he kind of just looks like a Mexican version of super Mario, but like, like older, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Super uh, Mario, by the way, is who I'm going for Halloween as this year. Bought the hat. Me and my buddy are doing it. He's going to be Luigi. I will be Mario. I have been Mario before, so that is a great choice. A great choice. Um, Aguayo on top early. Lots of strikes. Works Conan around the ring. Gets double stomps repeatedly. One from the middle rope, and that's the first fall. Because this, of course, being in, in CMLL, two out of three falls for any high-stakes matches. Yeah, which is fucking hilarious. I love CMLL for that. I really yeah, they, do. I was like, you know what? Two out of three falls. Fuck it. Do more things. And then there's fucking uh, AAA, where I feel like everything's no DQ. There's <laughs> no DQ everywhere. They just don't believe in DQ. So yeah. first fall happens within two minutes? Not even? Yeah, some. Uh, I would say two, three minutes, yeah. I was, like, shocked. We get a break in the action, like we get a commercial break, and when we get back, Guai was working over Conan at ringside. Uh, right hand takes down Conan. We get a chin lock spot for a while, and the pulling of the mask on Conan. Yeah, I thought the pulling of the mask was like a newer thing. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was. I've only seen it recently in a couple things. But no, I would say no because it, it, it's in Mexico. It, it's probably newer in the states, but in Mexico, yeah. it's definitely been around a long time. Just because of the significance of the mask, it's That's kind of true. like a big sign of disrespect. So if you we're going to have it, a big chat later about the significance of masks and the disrespect of them, we'll get to that. Damn right we will, because I did not realize it was that match. <laughs> yep, uh, Conan with the back body drop, clothesline. Nice. He uses the bulldog a lot, and he's got a. It's was that good. a bulldog? I thought it was a famouser. No, it, he was just the arm for this one. It was okay. just the bulldog, yeah. Uh, big clothesline again. Drop kick by Aguayo to get some room. Tries a crossbody to Conan on the outside, who just catches him. Yeah, scoop slams him right yeah. there, and then fucking hits a sit out power bomb ringside. There is no such thing as a bad sit out power bomb. I think that's gonna be our next piece of merch. It's just like a, <laughs> like one of those like rule book things. Just like there is no such thing as a bad sit out power bomb. It's fucking true. It's, it's true. true. Show well, I yeah. There, there, there's just no such thing. You um, can't show me one because there isn't one. Conan gets a power bomb, a fold over pin. He gets fall two, so we're tied one one as we should be. And it's around here where well, Evan disproved this, but it's around here where commentary, who I guess talking in Spanish the whole time, I didn't really notice because I speak both languages fluently. So I had a note where it's like, I hope Javier's listening to commentary because I don't know shit. Yeah. At one point, they said that Conan played basketball and football at the University of Miami, which, if you knew anything about the University of Miami in the 90s, the football program was the best in the country. Aside from Nebraska, actually. I'm pretty sure Nebraska was probably the best school. I cannot find anything of him actually being in the University of Miami. Look, man, I believed it because why would a a Mexican announcer lie to me, you know? Somebody would just go on television and lie to us? That's so mean. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Anyways, in the match, Conan slaps on a figure four. Yep. And the ref just starts waving his finger. Just he's just waving a no, 
It just yeah. it does not stop. He just doesn't. It's just the entire way through. It's for like thirty seconds. It's the funniest thing I have ever seen. Headbutts by Conan, then a belly to belly. There's a pit attempt, and that same ref is just straight up not paying attention. He's like talking to somebody at ringside, and eventually he comes over, and it's a two count. And Conan is rightfully pissed off. You know what he's probably saying, and it's this is '92. He's probably like, "Hey, did you did you know that then in 20 years Taylor Swift is going to drop Midnight's? Yeah, uh, what do you think about that? 30 years. Oh shit! Yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah. 20 years I, would be red the first time. Uh, 30 years. 30 years. Hey, Taylor Swift. At time of recording, it is 5:54 p.m. I was not feeling super great last night. I have not listened to Midnight's. My wife and I are going to listen no. to it tonight. We're going to listen to it all tonight. My girlfriend and I did the midnight release. So as soon go. as it dropped at midnight, we just all the lights were off. And yeah. We we turned on. A, she has like this little like projector light that goes to the yeah. roof. It's like a it's like a planetarium type deal. And we do. She she connected that, and we just listened to the whole album yeah. all the way through. That's what young people get to do. Old people, we go to bed by nine. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, so Aguayo's running around the outside trying to get in. Conan gets him when he gets in, hits a DDT, front flip senton pin, two count. I also haven't noticed that Conan's like in, in bright pink trunks and a pretty generic mask for a luchador. Yeah, I mean, it, it really did kind of feel like he just wasn't meant to be wearing a mask. No, he's, me- he's meant to be maskless. Like, I, I really think that. I also think it's really hard to do a mask. Like, unless it's a full cover mask, like... Uh, like yeah. you know, you know what I mean. It's it's hard to. I feel like it's hard to have long hair and do that. Oh yeah, you know, like a lot of these guys, like you get. I, I mean, Ray pulled it off because he didn't have long hair. But like you, you think about like fucking, uh, to Guerrero. Like his I mean, hair psychosis, was just, like, yeah, psychosis. You know, a lot of these guys, they just kind of had the the crazy hair uh, sticking out because you know that it just made sense. Yeah. Makes Whereas it, Conan, it he's, make got, he's got a nice little slick back hair, so he puts it in a little ponytail. Looks real good. Can't can't do yeah. that in the mask. Nope, you can't do it. Uh, Conan baits Aguayo into a dive off the apron and then moves so he hits his own buddy. I think, which is great. <laughs> yeah, he lands on fucking. I don't know. They kept saying the guy's name. I don't remember it. Some Davies or whatever. No idea. Uh, Aguayo drop kicks Conan into the ref, which bumps him to the outside. This ref is having a terrible fight. By the way, day. the ref is just yelling at Conan for no reason whatsoever. That sounds about right. That sounds he, like he's what this yelling ref is at Conan do. because Aguayo landed on the dude. So he's basically yelling at Conan for moving out of the way. Which, why the fuck is he getting yelled at for that? Conan with a sidewalk <laughs> slam puts Aguayo on the apron, reverse suplexes him into the ring. Counts his own three because the ref's down, so he gets the visual win, you know? But then yeah. what happens? What happens the after that? The fucking ref gets in the ring and DQs Conan. Because of the bump earlier. Because so of Conan the bump. is screwed by this man out of his mask. He loses his, which is like such a big deal. And he loses it because this guy can't take a bump. He loses it because this guy cannot fucking see. What? Because what, he did see a quiet do the drop kick? I demand justice. Conan gets the gets unmasked. He actually has a kid. I, I assume it's going to be his. Ki- it's his kid, or you know, or a family like a member, little brother or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. Some Who also had had a mask and took it off, and then they get unmasked. Uh, Conan looks pissed. Conan look, good looking guy too. When young, and he's young, Conan's, you know, he's a handsome fella. I can understand. Well, I, listen, I'm just going to say it objectively. Conan didn't age gracefully. 
That face did not age gracefully. Just got to say it. Just Wrestling gotta, is gotta very hard on people, so I get it. Um, Colin looks pissed, throws hands at Aguayo and his boy. Like, And this is where I realized, I think for the first time, I'm like, wow, Conan's like jacked right now. Brother, he is huge. Like, I always think that um, uh, Santos Escobar, yeah, like a fucking, I, I think that he is jacked for a luchador. Absolutely yeah. stacked. Like, huge chest, all this stuff. That guy's probably half the size of what Conan is right here. My, like Conan was, doing, Conan was doing actual like luchador stuff. Like he was not skimping on the yeah. on the in ring stuff. Our next match skimps on the in ring stuff a little bit. Well, let's Our, get that uh, a little bit. <laughs> so in '92, Conan, along with several other EMLL wrestlers, joined AAA. He shortened his ring name to Conan, spelling it the way that we now know it: C K O N N A N. And he feuded with Cien Carlos, and it became this this. This th- three-way feud kind of where it was Conan feuding with both Tien Cars and Jake Roberts, which leads to this match. A triple threat match from August 28, 1993 in AAA between the three of them. Conan, Jake Roberts, Tien Cars. Conan Roberts heated feud. Roberts interfered in a match that was supposed to be a retirement match. Conan lost. He refused to abide by the stipulation. This would all lead to a hair versus hair match at Ro- against Roberts at Triple Mania 3, which I could not find in its entirety. So that's why we don't have that. It's really hard to find Mexican wrestling, to be fair. This match is bonkers. I don't even understand what happened. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't understand what happens. It was like a big... It felt like a house show angle was being run. or like This a, isn't even a match. I just refuse to believe it's a match. Who throws the woman on the ground at the beginning of the match? Is it Roberts? It's Conan. That was Conan. Jesus Christ. Conan uh, pushes a woman at the beginning of this match. It's just like... Uh, Conan starts at one point starts kicking Karas Ka- uh, in the corner. Uh, he trips while running after Jake. <laughs> Roberts is on the apron for a very long time. By the way, he just sits there. We need to pause everything right now because I know you don't speak Spanish, but the, but the announcer says when uh, Conan trips, like picks it up like this. This is like the in the most incredible mind for announcing I have ever like come across because this goes. On, this dude goes on a dime, and Conan, who slipped on nacho cheese, just acts. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I love it. DDP is here with Jake. I for so long was like, "Who is this tall white man?" Because they don't show him in enough. And then by the end of the match, you see uh, they like say a DDP's name like four times. I was not like I had tuned out commentary at that point because again, I was not say, English. But you can't say you don't speak Spanish. I, but I, just tuned, I had tuned it out. It doesn't the, say DDP. This is DDP. They show a good shot of DDP's face at one point. I'm like, that's DDP. Um, Conan looks like a really thick RVD. Oh my god, yes. Isn't that that's not bad? Like that's pretty accurate in this match specifically. He looks like a and he does a lot of like similar moves, which is kind of nuts. Yeah, which is crazy because you know Conan's not stretching. Why do you think he has so many knee problems? Like Conan does a jumping knee to Karis. Uh, Roberts trips his feet. Conan with a figure four esque move. Like he, it's like you do yeah. the leg part and then he flexed for some reason. Yeah, which hey man, you know if you got it, flaunt it, fuck it. Uh, lots of people interfere. Eddie Guerrero's here. That's cool. Yeah. Tim <laughs> and Conan wrestle all the way back up the rampway. The match is happening. Yeah. Mad, like, just mad wrestlers come down and start beating down Karas. Uh, 
And Conan gets pissed off about this for whatever reason and just starts fighting Eddie. <laughs> and then Masquerita Sagrada's here? Masquerita Sagrada from Lucha Underground. <laughs> He's in the ring. He's he not in the out. match. He's out in this match. And at one point, the camera just like pans back and Jake is just ramming him into the post on the outside. Scoop slams him ringside. Uh, Jake throws a drink in some dude's face. I don't know who the fuck that was. Pero Guayo comes out, starts beating or tries beating up Jake, but gets jumped by DDP from behind. And Jake and DDP beat his ass down. Conan (laughs) goes straps down at one point like he's Kurt Angle. It hits a bulldog, and I was like, "Okay." Oh, if he's cool. going straps down, that's Scott Steiner. Thank you. That that's true. Uh, Roberts the outside. Conan pulls him into the ring post. I was like, "Okay, this match is actually going to get going." And I checked the time. There's only like four minutes left in the clip. Yeah, you want to know why? Because Jake is on his knees, begging for his life, begging for his life. He does not want to get beat up by this this brawler Cuban American man. So what does he do? Evan, how does how does how does he how does he get Conan to not beat his ass? He hits a low blow on him. And then he hits an atomic drop. Also, while this is happening, a masquerade sagrada is carried to the back <laughs> by two people. Which masquerade sagrada is a little a little wrestler. Hey I don't man, think it, hey, he needed two people. Oh, hey. I think it's you try to lift him, buddy. <laughs> Conan gets called a winner by DQ, I assume. Roberts has a snake that is definitely not Damien. Yeah, that is, like, Damien is a big boy. That is like a garden snake. This match, dear listeners, is a reminder that I don't watch the matches before putting them on the list. (laughs) I see a triple threat. This was fucking perfect. Between Roberts, Conan, and Cien I'm like, that's awesome, you know. Seymour Young Conan doing this thing. I have no idea what this was. <laughs> this this was a spectacle. That's what this was. This right here was booked by uh, Tony Khan because it had to have been. This is three people who somehow it turns into an all-out brawl, and I guarantee you Dave Meltz is about to drop the report that there's heat backstage. There's always heat backstage. We're going to take a break. When we get back, Conan moves to WCW. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back from the break, and now we're looking at Conan and WCW, which is where I knew him first. Conan was actually extremely influential in getting WCW to sign Mexican wrestlers. The list of people that he signed, it's people like Ray, Sicosis, Juventud, La Parca. All of those were guys that Conan was like, we should bring in. And they became 
one of the defining characteristics of WCW versus WWF. Yeah. Like that was one of the things I think people point to where it's like, that's different and I like it. How different would WCW have been without that influence? I honestly, like, I feel like the cruiserweights were really the thing that kept WCW afloat through a lot of that, you know, like 98, 99 region. Navigating Uh, after you had the post, you know, NWO success, the Hogan heel turn, all that definitely organic. You know, you got that. There was like always this undercurrent of just stellar middle mid card wrestling that was the cruiserweight division. Yeah. A lot of those were Latino wrestlers, you know? Yeah, I mean, where the fuck would they be? Like I honestly WCW might have gone under sooner if it wasn't for guys like Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, you know, uh fucking Jericho. Like can you imagine if Jericho wasn't there? Who who the fuck would he have played off of? Was it just been him and D Malenko a million times? I mean, nothing, nothing wrong with that. But you need that variety. What the fuck would Jericho been like if it wasn't for that feud with Hoovy? You know, you need that variety. You need that. It expanded the division. And then, like, you could put these guys into other things. Like, they helped fill out the tag division. They helped fill out some move on to the U.S. title, things like that. Like, I think, I think WCW has to be pretty thankful for Conan for bringing in and like turning them onto some of these guys. And yes, obviously, ECW was ahead of the curve too, bringing some of these guys there too. Conan also wrestled there for a little bit. Yeah. I think a handful of matches, but it wasn't long. You know, the the credit shouldn't go just to one person, but Conan deserves some of the credit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the yeah. guy has an eye for talent. You could say that even in modern day. I mean, I, I think he's still with uh, MLW. You just ima- look at some of the talent that he's brought into that. It's, it's, it's true. It's definitely uh, significant. I mean, you, you think about the, the people that he's kind of... Uh, had his hands on and influenced throughout the years. Like, you know, obviously a lot of the Lucha Underground stuff came through Conan. Like yeah. a lot of the, the the people that came through Mexico, like, you know, your Ray Phoenixes, your Pentagons, all these guys were able to come through and were part of that show because of Conan. Think of all the talent that's that's in MLW now because of Conan. Think like fucking LAX, the our yeah. version of LAX. Santana Ortiz, yeah. Uh, Hernandez crew, but the one now, like those guys came into prominence because of Conan. You know, like it's it's a huge deal. This guy has an eye for talent that's kind of second to none. Random LU question. Ready? Go on. Who was your like obscure random person that you just loved from Lucha Underground? Fucking Masquerita Sagrada. I unironically loved Masquerita Sagrada. He was so good, especially when they had those like crazy battle royals. Yeah, like the the Aztec Temple match or whatever. Yeah, the Aztec Temple stuff. He would come in and have these crazy spots. No, my guy, I mean. I will say I was a big uh, Prince Puma guy. I was very into Angelico. Angelico, he means even still to this day, like th- he doesn't get his shine on AEW, but that was my fucking guy. I had two guys, ready? Like I, that I think didn't get a lot of shine, but ha- like they were still Son of Havoc, I really liked. Yeah, I loved Son I of liked Havoc. his style. And the second I saw Aerostar, I was like, that guy's really good. My thing with Aerostar is like, he just didn't do it for me. You know, like, I That's feel fair. like he kind of fell into the thing with, like, with Drago. You know, like, Drago's yeah. really good, but he just didn't do it for me. Yeah, I, I think what it was is I was like, every time I see a match there, I started, like, he makes the other person look really good. 
never really fucks up, which is a big thing for me yeah. in terms of that style of wrestling. The ability to be... I mean, admittedly, it, it was hard to fuck up in Lucha Underground. They edited everything. That's true. But it's also a difference of like, do you want a boomer bust quarterback or do you want a game manager? And Aerostar was like my game manager guy. Duh, fuck that. I need my boomer bust, dude. I want my Mahomes. I want my fucking Herberts. I want I want my gunslingers, baby. Oh, I'm t- when I say boomer bust, those guys don't throw picks. I'm talking fucking Brett Favre. You tell me, you tell me Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw picks. Let's talk about our next match. WCW Uncensored. Conan had won the United States Heavyweight Championship in January 96, had a couple of good defenses, one of them against one of his good pals, Eddie Guerrero on Censored 96. This is Mustache Eddie Guerrero, a.k.a. his most powerful form. This is Mustache and uh, fucking overalls Eddie Guerrero right here. This isn't yeah. even like singlet. This is fucking deep cut. This is overalls right here. Conan with the multicolored fit, big shoulder pads, and a mask. He, he only wrestles with the pink trunks with the tassels, though. Like, it's quite the look. It's a fucking look, I will say. Also, let's talk about WCW in, in 96. There's only, they mentioned on commentary, this is the only title match of the evening. I looked up the rest of this card. It sucks. Oh, no. I'll give you just some of the matches that stand out. Uh, the Giant versus Loch Ness, who was Haystack's Calhoun. The Booty Man, a.k.a. Brutus oh, the baby. Barber Beefcake versus DDP. Oh. What? I thought the booty man was fucking Scott Steiner. Nope. That Is that was just the... the nickname that he gave himself? He just calls himself the booty man? Correct. Colonel Robert Parker versus Medusa. <laughs> and a, a main event. You're not going to be able to get through this whole thing. Ready? It was... It was sort of that that like cage match was the like super cage fucking thing that they had. Is it like the three K like the Dungeon of Doom type deal, whatever that shit's called? It might have been the Dungeon of Doom. That uh, like three I, level cage, no? I don't remember what they call it. Did. Yeah, the like Doom, Doomsday wanted. Cage match. Doomsday Cage match. Anyways, here's it. Here it is. Hogan and Savage defeat Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Meng the Barbarian, Lex Luger, the Taskmaster. Z Gangsta, and I'm I hate that I have to say this person's name. The ultimate solution in a doomsday cage match. What the what the fuck is that? What the fuck is any of that? Who the fuck is who is Z Nasty? I I will look up who's oh Z Gangsta. That's that's worse. <laughs> it's, it's Zeus. It's Tommy Lister. Oh, fucking hell, man. Because of course it is. Anyways, uh, back to the th- good stuff. What would you think of this match? Conan's bald. Um, this... <laughs> sure <laughs> is. Hey, needs to be mentioned. Between the last match and this one, my man had a follicle deficiency. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Jesus this Christ. good stuff, though. I mean, it, I wish it had gone longer. Is something yeah, me too. Say. It feels like just like if you had just given it like three more minutes, these guys would have gone all out and it would have been fun. I, I, I think this was the match that really like showed me Conan technically is fucking awesome. I understand his eye for talent because he has that fucking talent. He is a gifted technical wrestler. Yeah, I mean, you don't really see it because, like, the I feel like the Conan that that you and I really watched was the guy who was kind of like a bruiser. He was like a brawling type. He was a little the, bit more injuries had happened and a yeah. little, little older, and so kind of toning down the style. But this, this, this is great. This is a this is a technical savant 
right here. And he's going up against arguably the greatest technical wrestler of all time. Kona so. has early Mac control. He's working the right arm, gets an arm drag. Eddie does the top rope arm, like the springboard type arm drag, which is great. Eddie has one of my favorite moves I've ever seen. He Brothers picks the, the handstand. Yeah, he picks the ankle to work the leg and then does a handstand to like put pressure on the ankles. And anytime Conan tries to sit up to deal with them, he just gets a two-foot stomp to the face. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so, but it makes, I'm like, when you hear it explained, you're like, how does that work? And you see it, you're like, that's pretty fuck. It, it's like an older brother picking on a younger brother. That's exactly what it looks just, like. I need the spot. I need that spot. That's a great spot. Put that in 2K. I need that. Put that in. Give me the fucking. You know who? When it would have been a great callback spot. Oh, uh, like a couple weeks ago, we got a match between Wheeler Yuta and MJF. Yeah. If Wheeler had done that to fucking MJF, it would have. It would. I. I think they would have been collecting me, my body from the sun right now. I want. I want Dom Mysterio to do that to AJ. <laughs> I want Dom to do that to Ray. Dom wants to do that to Ray. Tom Montreal and Ripley to do that to him. <laughs> they trade some roll-ups, some bridges. Uh, Snapmare by Eddie. Conan gets an ankle leg lock and then into a Boston Crab. He couldn't decide what move he wanted to do there for a little bit, though. He's kind of like, ah, eh, Boston Crab. Fuck it. Um, we get um, arm drags, a couple leg, leg sweeps, and then there's a fun stare down. Yep. By the way, Eddie's just got the best arm drag of all time, man. It's just it's, it's so good. It's, it's him and best. Ricky Steamboat. Like, that's it. Yeah, that's the list. You can't give me anyone else. If you want to do a tiers, I'll give you a tier list, but that's the, that's the top tier. It's just those two. It's like leg drops or uh, drop kicks, sorry. Like, it's Randy Orton, it's Okada, and then it's like fucking AJ. Like, yeah. those are the three. Mind Busters. It's Arn everybody else <laughs> it's not it's hard blank 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 go down for like a hundred like listings and then it's the rest of the people batista yeah <laughs> maybe maybe a nice little snap triple h in there yeah know? or 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 a ron simmons he had a good yeah one. but oh well he just fucking killed people with his that's <laughs> exactly why it was good anyways yeah we get this this stare down which leads to a, a slap fight a little bit a little mini slap fight I like that yeah, um, there are a lot of creative holds, I will say. That for us trying to describe a visual medium through audio is very difficult. I have no fucking idea how some of these things I don't happen. know. It's just a bunch of creative holds. <laughs> uh, this is the match I would suggest everyone watch this week. Absolutely. I mean, 100%. if there was never going to be any doubt that I would yeah. choose the Yeti Guerrero match. But... No. Uh, Eddie gets hit with a monkey flip, but lands in his feet. Does a head scissors. Conan ends up on the outside. Eddie f- hits a crossbody at the top rope that he had like teased a couple of times during the match. Finally connects. Yep. He does that slingshot senton he does over the rope to get back in the ring. God, I love that thing, man. But Conan is way too close to the ropes. Gets his foot up immediately to break up the pin. Yeah, low down the line. Conan hits a German. He goes for a second, but Eddie rolls through the front and gets a near fall on a roll up. Yeah. Uh, then we get. God damn, man. Conan hits a sit-out razor's edge powerbomb. Crucifix oh, sit-out powerbomb. It's yeah. gorgeous. It's Brother, gorgeous. It's like the thing that Roman Reigns... Remember when Roman hit that on AJ and we mm-hmm. all went crazy? Because <laughs> it, it was insanely good. Yeah, so, which, again, 
it looked good because you can't fucking make a sit-out powerbomb look bad. It There's is no literally impossible. It's a bad sit-out powerbomb. Uh, Conan hits a suicide dive, which... Yeah, that was weird to me. was unexpected. Was that the first dive he's hit in any of these matches? Yes. That's why I was like, oh, we're pulling it out now. 96. Uncensored. Yeah. Opening match. Probably a couple okay. knee injuries in. Oh. All right, man. Um, Eddie hits a superplex at one point here. Um, he, he goes up to the top. Conan meets him there. He goes for a scoop slam, but Eddie turns that um, into a roll-up uh, for a near fall. I was distracted the whole time because Bobby Heenan, this is the first commentary I could hear, was talking for some reason about eating a jar of peppers. <laughs> and I was like, what the f- There is an amazing match happening. Why are you talking about spicy peppers? And then we get to the finish. Evan, go 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 on ahead and describe the finish for the people. You know when a wrestler is running the ropes and there's usually the training of leapfrog spots and drop down spots that happens in yeah. every single match of all time? Of well, Eddie attempts to leapfrog Conan and Conan doesn't get down nearly as far as normal and low blows Eddie with a headbutt, essentially. Eddie's dick, Conan's face. Conan's bald head. together. And he takes advantage and gets the pin. And Eddie is pissed about it after the fact because it was a cheap win. And this is all leading towards the Conan heel turn that we see in our next match. Conan would turn heel. He actually would join the Dungeon of Doom for a little. (laughs) I know. And they have a whole they have a whole thing on here. Uh, Kevin Sullivan, who was the like the person who started the stable, said in an interview Conan didn't fit in the Dungeon of Doom. He was forced into it. And he said, he's like, Conan's a great performer, great mind. He should have been on his own. Putting him with us, he lost all the steam he had. He had brought all the luchadors into WCW, so he had a real effect on professional wrestling. Like, essentially, he's like, I have no idea why they gave him to us. But Conan became part of the Dungeon of Doom. He got Jimmy Hart as his... Anytime you get Jimmy Hart as your manager, you know you're a bad guy. You know you've officially gone to the bad side. So we're looking at his match against Juventud Guerrera at Fall Brawl 96. I just got to say, Jimmy Hart has never been a babyface. And even if he has technically been a babyface, no, he he wasn't. Think about it again. No, he is not. Because Uh, he is a heel through and through with that voice. Hoovy falls during his entrance. (laughs) Oh, I skipped the entrances, man. Oh, oh, brother. (laughs) Hoovy is, he comes down the ramp. And he's doing the babyface thing. He's like high-fiving kids and whatever, kissing babies. And he turns to like say something to the crowd and falls over the steps. <laughs> and it's it's the happiest I've ever been. Have you ever noticed how Hoovy only ever really botches like simple things? Hoovy can do the most complicated things in the world and then walking in straight line is hard. Bro, and the funniest thing was, like, my man could bust out a 450 out of nowhere, but you tell him to do a crossbody, he'll probably fuck it up. He's like, oh, what now, buddy? <laughs> uh, Conan, a much different look now that he's in the Dungeon of Doomed. You know, black pants, white tank, gloves, bandana, like... Like, a bunch of, like, like it looks like he fucked up his elbows, because he was wearing some thick padding. Yeah, like, he's a fucking offensive lineman. Yeah, <laughs> my, my brother's out here, like fucking quentin nelson you know just 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 vibing and a pancake people speaking of pancake people this match starts incredibly conan hits a release german suplex where he flips hoovy it's like the second move of the match yeah it's yeah 
Then he decides to do one better, which is toss Hoovy off the rope, pick him up, and just eliminate him like it's the rumble. Just clean toss him to the outside. And Hoovy just takes the bump. He just Hey man, remember remember when Bad Bunny super kicked the big show out of the Royal Rumble? <laughs> Remember when Bad Bunny went face to face with Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble, and we're like, "This is real life." Yeah, not, and then and then he dropped an album in May, and the world has not been the same since. It's true, and he was in Bullet Train. He's good, great movie, legitimately yeah. my favorite movie of the year, and I I'm telling you right now, it is in my top five favorite movies of all time. Wow, I love that movie. I've seen it three times already. Okay, I liked it. I didn't like it as much. I re- I thought it was really good, but oh my god, I love that movie. I should have assumed, and I know it's not because of this, but I should have assumed any movie that has Bad Bunny in it is going to become like a top five movie for you. No, no, no. It's not even because of him. I just love that movie. I thought everything about it was fucking great. Aaron Taylor Johnson can have my child. I don't even care. <laughs> take, take my woman, procreate. That is now mine. It's okay. Commentary. Let's go back to them a little bit. <laughs> Mike Tanay says this. This is what he says. He says he's mentioning that Conan says he's representing the Cholos of Mexico. And hearing Mike Tanay say the word Cholos just is not something I needed in my life. It just it unsettled me in my core. My chakras were off. Like Mercury went into retrograde the second I heard it. You know, it's even worse because the fucking Conan's not even Mexican. <laughs> he's from Cuba. He's, he's Puerto Rican descent. He's he's a he's a Cuban Puerto Rican man. He's a Cuba Rican. Also important to mention, Fall Brawl '96 has the Team WCW versus Team Sting or Team NWO uh, War Games match. That's at this show. That's why there's two rings, which makes sense for our next bit, which is Hoovy off the top rope of the second ring for a front flip senton, which you didn't like. Because it take way too long to set up. Was that the three rope one? The one where he j- does the three jumps? Because yeah. he, he fucking... Okay, so Conan is just fucking withering away. Just talking with Jimmy Hart. But also looking at Hoovy. And then he sees Hoovy get on the fucking apron. And he's like, alright, cool. Doesn't do anything. He's in the other ring. Who cares? And then Hoovy does the springboard from one rope to the other rope. Yep. To the other rope. Back yep. to that ring. And then he does a fucking little somersault. And Conan just takes the somersault. Just doesn't do it. Doesn't try to dodge it. He sees it coming. Doesn't care to do anything. It just took fucking ages. Yeah. It's a great move. Don't get me wrong. Visually looked fantastic. But Conan's kind of an idiot. Conan is the world and is climate change. You see it coming. You keep watching it. You know it's going to be bad. It's going to hurt. And they're just like, huh. Hey, we've done we've done a lot of good things to repair the ozone layer. Let's get let's get rid of plastic straws. That'll that'll show them. Yeah. Quick kicks by Hoovy. Suicide dive to the outside. Hoovy's do like you said the most complicated shit. Hoovy's just doing all the time. He tries to do a springboard off the outside barricade. Conan catches him and folds him in half like the fucking laundry with a power bomb. Just collapses in on himself like a dying star. It's fantastic. And then he starts talking shit about in Spanish to like the crowd, which the, the camera picks up. And then fucking Jimmy Hart gets right up into the camera and starts saying shit in Spanish. And brother, it sent me out. Like I fell back on my chair. <laughs> it was the funniest thing that I've I don't even know what he said because his accent was like so crazy that it's like, 
hilarious. I think he says Viva Mexico or some shit. That sounds, that sounds the like the, the right thing Jimmy Hart would say. Oh my god. Uh Conan hits a huge running lariat when Yeah, he does the rolling he does the rolling clothesline where he rolls first and run and it's a really nice move. Yeah, it's fucking great. Um Conan just plays up the Mexican thing like crazy, bro. And he's fucking Cuban. Facing a Mexican. Yeah. Right? Hoovy's a Mexican. Hoovy's I Mexican. think so. I think I'm so. Look this up. Uh, Hoovy ends up going through the middle rope into the other ring. I don't know if I, I, it has to be intentional because that's where the next spot happens. But he does a springboard, lands on Conan's like chest and shoulders, who was standing between the two rings, and knocks him into the, the ring they're wrestling in. That looked like a really hard and terrible time for both of them. Can confirm that Hoovy is Mexican. He's from there Mexico City, like legit. He's also only 47. Wow. Yeah. Um, and also, one of his uh, ring names at one point was just The Juice. Love that. Not in the 90s, but I do love that. Uh, <laughs> Hoovy hits a toe by the outside. We get a springboard dropkick by him back in the ring. Conan back body drops him into the other set of ropes and then picks him up and power bombs him back into the ring. Conan is so good at just the little bit of power offense. Just be like, I am much bigger than you. Because he is. Why would he not do that? He's so Big much bigger Big fucking than man, dude. Yeah. Uh, at one point, he kicks the knee, hits a German. Uh, then it's a release. He hits a release German. And for some reason, doesn't capitalize on any of that because Hoovy gets up and hits a springboard missile dropkick. Yep. There was a lot of not selling in this match. Or, actually, that's not the way to phrase it. Temporary selling. Like, you know, when you there get was a lot of Hoovy just saying, fuck this. I'm just going to throw myself now. But also, Conan would get hit with some offense, and he'd be like, oh, selling, like, you know, oh, my back hurts, so I'm down. And then, he, like, four minutes later, he's like, actually, I can do anything I wanted to. Like, I'm fine. Yeah, actually, you're a bitch. <laughs> uh, Conan hits a fucking missile dropkick off the apron to the outside. Which is nice, because I don't really think that Conan can jump. So, that, yes. It's a good thing. Good for him. Yeah. Um, at one point, Hoovy just does a random backflip off the top rope. I don't know why. He just it made no sense. While Conan's up there. Conan's up on the t- sitting on the top rope. Hoovy gets up there to meet him, and then just does a random backflip out. And then Conan just does a dropkick. This is when Tony Schiavone, who's on commentary as well, says that there might be a new champ in a match that has no title on the line. We got to keep Shivani. We got to keep Shivani honest. He's really good. Got to call him out when, when it's time for it. You got a bunch of pinning combinations. Uh, uh, we then get one of the crazy, like my favorite suplexes I've ever seen, and I I say that with with no like I, I mean it earnestly. You know the thing where that a lot of luchadors or, or smaller cruiser wrestlers do, where they go into the wheelbarrow position on the guy because they're going to try to flip up for a Hurricane Rana or a Bulldog or something like that. Hoovy bounces off the ropes, tries to do that Conan. Conan just catches him and snap Germans him so badly. <clears throat> so badly. He that lands directly. Hurting. It was an A-plus move. I said it was the best move I think I saw the entire five matches. I, I, it was one of the only yeah. things that made me legitimately pop. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. At one point um, after that, um, I guess Conan is like, get, is like draped on the ropes and Hoovy does a top rope leg drop to him, follows that up with a 450. 
and then hits like a I don't even know what the fuck to call it. It was like a tornado knee drop. That's what I wrote. I wrote tornado splash. It's like a tornado knee drop because he hits him straight with his knee uh, for a near fall. Conan loves a power bomb. I said this is more like an Alabama slam because Hoobie goes back up to the top and Conan has to reach behind himself to just fuck Hoobie up on the next one. <laughs> Well, it doesn't fucking matter because he powerbombed the shit out of him. And then uh, flips forward into a bridging position for a near fall. And then, brother, I didn't know Samoa Joe was inspired by wrestling in the (laughs) the 90s because Conan just folds uh, Hoovy up like an accordion, hits a muscle buster. There is nothing else that you can call that. You could try calling that a fisherman suplex or whatever the fuck you want to call it. That is a goddamn muscle buster right there. It sure was. He just says, you know what? Fuck this. Gets him up to the top. Hits like, I guess he calls it a power drop. Uh, Yeah, power drop. For near, I don't even know how to describe this move. It's just fucking death. It's basically a jackknife power bomb off the top rope. He just kind of releases him. Uh, Yeah, near one, two, three. Conan wins this match, obviously, because you don't fucking jackknife powerbomb someone off the top rope and, and, and lose. You just don't do that. The Eddie match is the best match. The Magic and Tuvi might be the most impressive Conan performance. Yeah, like some I, of the I moves, some of the, and like the role he plays is so crazy in this match. It, I would say if you're going to watch any pair of the matches, you should watch these two. But we still have one more. We have a commercial break, then when we get back, we're going to get pissed off about Rey Mysterio losing his mask. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chilling by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back from the break, Conan was in NWO Wolfpack, which was the red one, for those keeping track at home. Uh, yeah. Then he was kicked out because when the Hollywood. two halves... No, uh, Hollywood was white because that's what Hulk Hogan wanted. I don't fucking know. Uh, when the two halves of the NWO reunited in January 99, Conan was thrown out because he stood up for his boy Rey Mysterio and was attacked by Lex Luger. Also, going based off the Wikipedia, I did not know this, uh, Conan is Dom's godfather. Oh, good. Which doesn't surprise me. No, he's he was really tight with Ray. But anytime you hear things like that about celebrities, you're like, that's actually really sweet. That's nice. Yeah. It's like yeah. how Gordon Ramsay's the godfather of one of David Beckham's kids, and David yeah. Beckham's the godfather of one of Gordon Ramsay's kids. It's like, how do you guys even like know each other? <laughs> or I th- I'm trying to remember what the combo. I think it's like one of Jimmy Butler is the godfather of one of Kyle Lowry's kids. Oh, so, I did not know that. Something along those lines, because we were coming out when they're like, oh, like Kyle loves Toronto. It's like, he does, but you don't understand how close him and Jimmy are. Like, they were like, here are all the reasons he'll probably go to Miami, and then he did. And honestly, yeah. I'm kind of glad he did. He did not look the same last year. Anyways, 
Our bad. match. Conan and Mysterio versus Hall and Nash. This is a mask versus hair match. The hair that is on the line it does not belong to Hall or Nash. It belongs to Miss Elizabeth. That's who is going to get shaved bald if this match. Because you think Big Sexy's losing his hair? Not a fucking chance. Scott's not losing his hair. Scott wasn't even supposed to be in the match. It was supposed to be Lex Luger, but he hurt his bicep on Thunder in a match against Ray. So Hall did double duty. He would actually win the U.S. title from Roddy Piper two matches later. So Scott Hall had a great night. Also, no matter double duty, he I feel like he didn't do that much. No matter what the occasion, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are over as fuck. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I don't know. It's I feel like if crazy. they, if I feel like if they were in wrestling today, it's a lot like the the Luke Gallows and, and Carl Anderson thing. We're like, yeah, they're cool, but like you know. I'm not going to go crazy over it. Like when they showed up in WWE the first time, like it was initially I was like, oh, my God, Carl Anderson's in the, in back, in the WWE. This is crazy. But like I got really lukewarm on them really quick because I feel like that's what it is with those guys. And I feel like they are just kind of the modern version of Scott and Nat, of Hall and Nash because – I don't know. Like it was really cool seeing Scott Hall, you know, rest in peace. And, you know, I, I, I know that the Nash family is going through a little bit of, of a tough time right now with the death yes. of, his, of his son. So, you know, yeah. so sending my thoughts to them as well. Like it's like, cool, cool seeing them, but like, you know, they, they don't really do much for me. It's, it's just always interesting to see like how over they are where I, I feel like they don't really do that much. They're just, I think cool. what it is though is, and it's the same reason I think people like Gals Nansen. They just seem like cool guys. Yeah, like, like, I want to hang out with them. Nash and Hall seem like just cool-ass dudes. And I really want to hang out with Kevin Nash. So, Kevin so Nash do, seems like a dope dude. So do Gals and Anderson. Like, people are like, yeah, like, I don't know if they're great wrestlers. I don't know if they're going to change the game whoa, when they come in. Whoa, 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 buddy. Carl Anderson, G1 finalist. Don't ever disrespect Carl Anderson, the machine gun ever again. Carl Anderson has not been the same for a couple of years, and I think you'll recognize that soon again. He is the current never open way champion. Conan. So here's the thing. This is the match that unmasks Rey Mysterio. It does not have a lot of build. Um, there is a renewed, like, newfound push to say that Mysterio's unmasked run was good. Uh, no, it's not. I also haven't seen it all, but also, I don't need to. I don't like it. And Conan Rey Mysterio like should never lose his mask. Conan criticized WWE for not respecting Mexican wrestling culture by writing storylines that saw several Mexican wrestlers unmasked unceremoniously. Ray, Sicosis, Juventud. Here's a quote from Ray about the unmasking. Full quote. I was strongly against it. I don't think WCW understood what the mask meant to me, to my fans, and to my family. It was a very mad, bad move on their behalf. The fans wanted Ray Mysterio with the mask, and losing it hurt me a lot. It was also frustrating that it didn't come as a climax to a feud with another masked wrestler, but in the throwaway match. The same thing happened with Hoovy and Psychosis, and psychologically wise, it was a bad move by Eric Bischoff. I think the fans understand I was in a position where I had no move. It was either I lose my mask or I lose my job. That fucking sucks. That's what that is. I didn't realize this was the the, the match. I, I honestly, I didn't read the description. I just saw, oh, tag team match. I didn't know it was a tag team match that he loses his mask in. I thought he'd just face Nash straight up. If Rey Mysterio would ever lose his mask, it would have to be the culmination of a huge feud. People have people have written and like fantasy booked him losing it to like the next 
like luchador star or latino star that wwe makes which has come a couple times like people were like would he lose fucking lince dorado like (laughs) but that's the thing is people were like booking it when sin cara first got in people were booking it for Kalisto at one point which sounds crazy in retrospect but the idea obviously like you know hand the mask off as a as a way to retire whatever not not now not not in a tag match against Hall and Nash. Not now, isn't Ray like 24? How old would he have been? What is this, 98? This is 98. He would have been like fucking 24. Like legitimately. Yeah. It's a really weird decision. What do you think of the match? Um, Look, man, I, I'll be honest. Like it's it's not, there's not much to it. Like they, no. they, it's really slow in a lot of spots and. It's really just a lot of big guys beating up on Ray for like a while, and then you know, eventually there's the hot tags Conan, which I think the the, the hot tag is fucking excellent. Yeah, um, it, it was a really good hot spot hot tag on his part. It doesn't last very long because Hall and Nash. I get I don't know if it's fucking creative control or if this is how Bischoff wanted it. It just they just they just can't be made to look like buffoons, so they. They don't sell for very long. Conan's hot tag is very good. They're also, and I know it's, I know it's because of the fact that someone's hair is on the line. You don't need to at me, people on Twitter. But there is a uh, "Got Scissors" sign. The acclaimed, they're here. <laughs> Scissor me, daddy ass. It's the dumbest it's the thing best. we've gotten over in years. I am a hundred percent gonna get a scissor me daddy ass shirt on November fifth when I go watch when I go to Dynamite. A million percent. It's not like if I can buy one in a large, like at that show, I a million percent will. Nash gets an elbow in the corner and a high choke with the boot to Conan Hall with a clothesline. They're working him in the corner for a while. Uh, Conan tries his rolling elbow or his rolling clothesline after some right hands and elbows. Him and Hall hit each other. They're both down. That leads to another set of hot tags. Ray hot tag is actually really fun, especially against yeah. guys the size of Kevin Nash. That's where that's Ray in his absolute fucking element. I feel like, but I mean, this is Ray at his absolute peak. Like Ray Mysterio in the mid nineties to the end to the to basically like WCW folding. That like he was in his physical peak. His knees are still hundred percent good. His like, knees are still injuries and bogged him down. Yeah, like he this brother was fucking going. Ray with a pair of springboard drop kicks, crescent kick, jumps off the back of Nash to take out Hall with like a mini whisper in the wind. Conan and Ray with some double team offense where Conan flips Ray onto Nash and then he hits a Bronco Buster on the Hall. And if I didn't know the ending, I would have been like, oh shit, I think Miss Elizabeth's going to go bald. But we know the ending. Yeah, and ref gets distracted. Luger pulls Conan out. Ray with a moonsault at the top rope. Elizabeth with a distraction while Ray had Nash pinned. He gets the visual win, just like when Conan lost his mask in 91. Got a visual win. Yeah. In the distraction, uh, Hall hits a razor's edge, puts Nash on top of Ray. The ref does turn around. One, two, three. The Outsiders win the match. Ray unmasks. He's a good-looking kid, but he also looks like a baby. Like, he's a very... He looks... Exactly looks, like Dom. He does look exactly like Dom. Like all the jokes about Eddie being his real dad, that he looks exactly like Dom. That Dom's just face, taller. That is Dom's face. 
The Dom is taller and paler. That is the only difference. Obviously, the storyline calls for Ray to not be happy, but I think you can tell Ray is genuinely not happy to be doing this. Yeah, he's fucking pissed. And then, like, you see Nash just, like, clowning with them. Put the mask back on. All this other bullshit. And him and Conan just walk to the back. Also, the faith you have to have. I know it's storyline. I get it. To put your mask online in a team in a in a tag match, that's faith in your boy right there. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of faith to put in Conan. Imagine you get pinned and your boy loses his mask. Yikes. If I lost my mask in a match with you and it was your fault, you're you're getting so many <laughs> I, weapons I, I, put into your back, it's not even funny. I'm, pa- I'm sitting out power bombing your ass. Your ass is going into thumbtacks. It would go the way that the Kane RVE thing went. That's exactly how it would go. You'd have a psychotic break. And I would, I would be murder in. your ass. <laughs> I would kayfabe murder your ass. I've always wanted to be kayfabe murdered. All right. We're skipping over the filthy animals, which is a lot of fun. It's probably the place a lot of younger, like 20 or 30-year-old fans know Conan from was the filthy animals. If you really want, that's like the Ray on Mast run. Billy Kidman yeah. was in that group too. Tori Wilson, all that. That's fine. Leaves WCW when it folded for the independence. Couple of runs at TNA, including one where he was the founding member, really, of LAX, or one of the he became one of the main guys in LAX. A return to AAA in 2018. He returned to TNA as a manager for LAX and a member of the creative team, and that's where our promo comes in. It is October 11, 2018. It is Impact, and it is a promo battle between the OGs which are Eddie Kingston, Hernandez and Homicide, and LAX, which is Conan, Santana, and Ortiz. Kingston had taken a hit. This is the word, the verbiage used on Wikipedia, too. A hit out on Conan to become leader of the faction because he had kind of ingrained himself in the group. When this was revealed, Santana and Ortiz, the newer guys in the group, stood by Conan, who was, of course, the, the old head, and... That made, meant Kingston brought in Hernandez and Homicide to try to take out these new guys. Quite an interesting little develop. Like, that's a good storyline. Yeah. I mean, look, it's good shit. Um, it's just funny how Eddie Kingston calls himself a part of the OGs when you literally have one of the OGs on the and other side. Brother, you just got there. I didn't know. Starting that this was going to start with a Eddie Kingston promo. I fucking love Eddie Kingston promos. Eddie Kingston just Eddie Kingston. Every time he has a mic in his hand, does his job. He is going to sell you on his match or his feud or whatever needs to be sold. Eddie Kingston is going to get it done. He is so fucking good at talking, <laughs> just talking. You know it's what incredible. he's really excellent at is the ability to articulate. And get so much out while maintaining a level of anger that trips out so many pe- other people. Like, yeah, other people would be caught up with like, oh, this, that, the other thing. Eddie doesn't stop, even if he's getting fucking furious. The thing I love most about Eddie is he, Kevin Owens does this as well, which is fucking great. But obviously, Eddie does it in a serious way. Like he, yeah, this is fucking real to him, bro. Uh, where, it, like, if someone like Conan here is talking at some points, and you just hear Eddie talking back to him without yeah. obviously like off mic, he'll talk back to your ass. He does not give a shit. It's very evident in the 
you know, his feuds with Punk and Moxley. Like when Moxley's cutting the promo and he brings up Eddie's mom and you just hear Eddie being like, you fucking talking about my mom? Talk about Ruthie? Fuck you. Like, or, or in the shit with Punk, right. like when Punk was talking, he's like, you condescending piece of shit. Yeah. It's great. Eddie Kingston is fucking awesome at this shit. Kingston tells Conan he's an old dog who needs to be shot in the head, which is a hot start to a promo. Uh, saying that, you know, we've shown your people you need to go. Kingston's yelling at us to order Bound for Glory because he's going to destroy everything that Conan worked for. All I can see at the end of his promo, Hernandez is just making a thumbs up and smiley face at somebody at ringside. Who are you doing that to, Hernandez? It might. I mean, they're in Mexico, I think. So it might be like a family. Yeah, they're in, Mex- they're in Mexico City, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Might be a family member or some shit. Uh, uh, Conan's first promo is entirely in Spanish. Yeah, I translated it for you. Bless you. Uh, he goes, it's Spanish, uh, but this is obviously the translation to English. He goes, let me explain something to you, buddy. To these people, it doesn't matter that you're from New York or what you've done in New York. Here, dog, you are in Mexico. Um, he says that if Eddie doesn't return the flag that he stole from him, the Mexican flag that he has, uh, him and all these people are going to fuck him up and send him to his mama. It's pretty good. He then does tr- say it in English, but he starts with the line, translation, baby nuts, which is a t- fantastic line. I hadn't been able to hear anything that he had said. I'm waiting to see if he's going to speak in English. And all of a sudden, I just hear, translation, baby nuts. And I perked up. I was like, oh, I know. I, those are English words. I know baby nuts. Uh, he goes on to say that OG LAX took an L in a street fight under Eddie's guidance and that uh, that wasn't enough for Eddie. So he upped the ante and in the middle of a ceasefire, he comes to their spot and disrespects them. He also mm-hmm. apparently burned Conan's mask. Uh, Conan is saying all this stuff. And like you mentioned, Kingston at one point says just, yes, I did off mic. When Conan's saying that he stole his mask, he's just like, yes, I did. I absolutely did that. Uh, Psychopathic behavior. Conan with, I raised you. I was the father you never had. I validated you so you get into the game and I put you up on game. No boss moves, but bitch made moves. Oh, we got to say bitch on TV. We only get like one of those an hour. Um, he, He says he apologizes to the crowd for having to speak English because Eddie doesn't understand Spanish. Uh, he says every time Eddie takes one step, Conan takes two. So Eddie is always one step behind. Conan bordering on Steiner math. I thought he was going to keep going with, with numbers. And I was like, dude, don't. <laughs> like, just- Which it's like, um, um, well, if you take two steps every time and he only takes one, then at one point. And a train be- is traveling 40 miles an hour from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, you got to think you're going to be seven. You're still going to be at, at, at 14. He's going to be at 7. Does the math still check out? No, the math, because you're the 7 steps math. ahead at that point. <laughs> Conan says the ceasefire ends right now. Conan is just cheering on a Santana and Ortiz take on Hernandez and Homicide. Like, Eddie Kingston just hits, gets hit with one shot and bails. Yeah, he's like, fuck this. And Santana is losing, very obviously, his little brawl. And Conan does nothing. <laughs> Like, he doesn't even try. He just kind of looks at him as like, get him. <laughs> get him. Why aren't you getting him? It's fucking great. I, it, it also pains me. I mean, the, the, the most recent um, 
Conan sighting that I've had was actually, I read earlier today, he was on, I forget whose podcast he was on. He was probably on with Court Bauer or something. Um, and he he was uh, saying that LAX, Santana and Ortiz, are, are, are broken up because they both, when they had their whole little thing about a year ago or whatever it was where, where, where tensions happened in the group was because they, they both have a different mentality on how AEW is booking them. Whereas Santana is very much the like, you know, he's always striving for more. He's always like, you know, yeah. I need like we need to be in the title picture. We need something, all this stuff. Like he's he's very driven. Uh, whereas Ortiz, a very laid back guy, you know, he's just grateful that they're giving him a paycheck and, and letting him be, you know, wrestle uh, and being able to provide for his family and all this stuff. So he's like very much like, you know, it's cool. Like everything like we'll get what we yeah. get, you know, uh, and I guess that caused the tension and they had the falling out because of it. Yeah, it's going to be like our inevitable falling out when you want to move on to getting owned by Disney. And I'm like, I'm cool where we are. And you're like, no, we're selling out right now. We're selling to Spotify, cabron. God, I I can't wait to sell out. I'm so excited. So excited to sell out. I'm just I don't care if the quality drops on this motherfucker. I'm getting paid. And that's the thing is I think genuinely, even if we are all over the goddamn map all the time, we're only getting better. We're only getting wiser. We're clearly running out of wrestlers to talk about, but that's and fine. We got I lots need of other to guys. Get paid. I'm gonna get mines. Those are all of our Conan things for the week. Javi, what did you feel like going back and watching the career of Conan? This is cool. I mean, like I mentioned at the beginning of the pod, I I knew very much about the the later stage Conan, the the, the guy who wasn't moving as much, who was really the bigger power cruiserweight guy. Who, you know, he, he like I you know like you mentioned, he's he's kind of like the OG for for a lot of the the Latino wrestlers today, which is really cool. Um, and it's something you know that's that's pretty much why I keep up with Conan is because he really is, has become the, like the Latino godfather. In yeah, wrestling today it really is, has it's nice um I, I know that injuries really slowed him down you you notice it significantly in this in the matches that we saw like he is not moving not even at like 50 percent of what he was doing in the early in the stages past. no um and, and that sucks because he was really fucking good in the ring and, and you know he he's able to tell a story very well but it it, it sucks because you know what that guy could have been if his knees or, or whatever just held up and he was able to have a a, a long and, and fruitful in-ring career at that prime level. Yeah. And I think it's just really interesting just to see. We know he's smart. We know he has a mind for the business. We've seen him cut amazing promos. We've seen him be somebody that people go to for advice and all these things. And then you watch it like, yeah, you had the skin in the game. Like, of course you knew. Look at the way you wrestle. Like, you had the talent. Yeah. Of course you know. Like, it's one of those things that, like, I feel like there's a lot of these guys who have been elder statesmen for a while that younger generations probably don't know. Like, I feel like young people, there, there, I guarantee there are some younger fans out there who are like, why do people revere William Regal so much? And us old people have to be like, because William Regal was the fucking best. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? And Conan yeah. is like that. And I feel like, you know, like Norman Smiley, like people talk, like Norman Smiley never got his due, but he was always like a wrestler's wrestler. You know what I mean? Terry Taylor, like those guys. Conan fits in a similar role. Of like, he doesn't just talk about it. He could do it. Watch him. Yeah. And he could do it at a really good level. Some good that shit. guy's fucking good, man. He's that fucking good. good. 
Let's do all the housekeeping stuff at the end of the show. If you would like the show, you should give us a five-star rating wherever you're listening. You should tell a friend about us. You should subscribe wherever you're listening, which I guarantee 99% of you, that's on your phone. Just go to wherever you are, hit the follow or the whatever button on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, whatever. Just subscribe so you always get our next episodes. Uh, You should follow us by going to fullpresswrestling.com to check out all the links we said this week. You should watch the Eddie Guerrero match. You should watch the Hoovy match. All the links for all five matches and the promo are going to be on there. Go to fullpresswrestling.com, fullpressshop.com for the merch. Support the mer- or support the boys by copying the merch. Eventually, we're probably going to have to get that sit-up powerbomb t-shirt going. Maybe just in time for Christmas, you know? Who knows? Who knows? We'll definitely try to get some stuff out there. There, there, yeah. there are some, uh, some things in the hopper, let's just say that. We always got things in the hopper. Javier, where can people find you on social media? I'm on the Twitter machine at Sports. Sauce me a follow. Sauce me a follow. Sauce him a follow. Sauce me one, two. Add it to Evan Gomes. I-T-S-E-V-A-N-G-O-M-E-S. Follow the podcast. Most importantly, at Crossbody of Work on Twitter. Also, Crossbody Work on Instagram. I'm going to try to post on Instagram. I say that a couple times, like a year. I'm going to try this time. I'm going to see... I'm going to see how hard making reels are. Like, can I just put highlights of Conan and Bull Nakano on Instagram? Because that'd be cool. People need to see this shit. I mean, I don't know, man. Have you ever made a TikTok? No, never in my life. I don't. I don't either. We're probably the worst social media people. <laughs> we're, we're great on Twitter. Yeah, well, Twitter is fucking easy. It's basically just the fun Facebook. That's exactly it. And my family is also not there. Uh, next week, who are we covering next week, Javi? Next week, we are covering the Freebirds. We are going to cover those fabulous Freebirds. I'm very, very excited for this. Uh, you will hear a Littered Skinner refer- reference every five minutes per- on average of that podcast. For those and who don't I, know, I don't apologize. Michael, Gar- uh, Michael Hayes, Buddy Roberts, Terry Gordy, Jimmy Garvin. We're going to be looking at the Freebirds. A, another one of those two, like we, we kind of gone back, we're on a little three-week stretch of like, People you've heard of in wrestling who you probably don't appreciate as much as you should. Bon Nakano, Conan, Freebirds. Yeah, Freebirds were the little... tag team for a while. Yeah, I mean, them against the Von Erichs was the hottest That was the whole fucking thing for a while. Yeah, in the 80s, that was like the hottest. Few. It literally popped the territory. Like, Texas was big because of that. They even have a whole rule based on them. Which Shout the out to new... World Class Championship Wrestling, by the way. Which the New Day thanks them for. Uh, it's it's just it's the Freebird rule makes a lot of sense. I like it a lot. All right, next week it's fabulous Freebirds. We are now at everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Javier, any final words for the people? This week on Life Advice with Javier, we're gonna talk about skincare because okay. you know what's really fucking important is skincare. I this week have taken steps. Uh, pretty much thanks to my girlfriend who knows significantly about this because yep. you know my face is you know I'm getting older my face is starting to get it's starting to break out a little bit and I need to start getting getting that in check because I don't want I don't want the scarring later on in life that's fair uh, so so I'm, I'm really getting that under control I'm starting to take care of my face I say this not because you know I'm stereotyping uh, the, the the roles here but because it's important. Man, we got to do something about our faces, man. Because we don't, we don't, 
We just don't. We we're like, oh, body wash. Eh, it works on my face. Whatever. Exactly. No, you gotta you gotta get some shit. Get a face wash. Get get some uh, get some stuff that works for you. Uh, put some put some nightly moisturizer. Put some sunscreen on your some moisturizing sunscreen on your face every day. Some SPF fifty. Boom. Make sure you reapply if you wash your face at any point before the sun goes down, even when the sun goes down. If you go out of your house at like six, seven, you know, it's dust, you know, no, do it anyways. Trust me, your skin will thank you. And it's one of those things where you can't really get back the quality of your skin that you lose by not doing it. Just because your skin is really good now doesn't mean it's going to be good forever. You know, people who look really young say that they took care of their skin a long time ago. And it could be something as simple as moisturizer and sunscreen. That's it. Yeah. I, I started this year taking care of my skin a little bit more. I feel the difference. I feel lighter. I feel younger. You know, I look yeah, better. You look great, man. I look great. I look great. Uh, take care of your skin. It's good. That's this week on Life Advice, man. Take care of your skin. That way you don't have to have Botox. All right. We will see you next week for the fabulous Freebirds for some fantastic tag team action. Before you ask, no, we're not covering the singles careers. We just want the Freebirds. So that's what we're doing next week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.